Welcome to This Good Word. My name is Steve Weens, and today I'm going to tell you a story about how my wife's mad organizational skills helped me to unclutter my life and get back on track. This one's called Piles, and I got the name for this episode based on this observation I made of something that my wife Mary did. And so Mary is a very, like she's an organized person. She really feels great levels of joy, contentment, and meaning out of bringing order to something that's kind of chaotic. And she can't really rest until something is really put back in order. So for example, like one of the things she loves to do is to help people, um, organize their closets, right? So she'll go in and she'll just be ruthless. I mean, like if you have 17 hoodies, she's going to get that thing down to your favorite three and she's going to make you get rid of those 14, right? (laughs) If you have an emotional attachment to a certain pair of jeans that don't fit anymore or maybe don't and you haven't worn for a year, she's going to have you get rid of those jeans. But what she does is she takes everything and everything out of the closet. She makes a big pile on the floor. It looks like a total mess. But then she starts categorizing those things. And after she's categorized them and and sort of said, okay, here's what's important, here's what isn't important, then she finds a new way to organize it in the closet. And when people are done to a person, they're like, oh my gosh, I love my closet now and I love my clothes now, right? This is the gift that my wife gives to the world. I've said, like, you need to do this as a business, right? She's like, nah. Anyway, probably too, probably too smart <laughs> to do something like that. That would take all of her time. Um, anyway, but so I was in her office and I noticed that her desk, pretty, pretty small desk, but it was just piled high, probably about a foot high of books and papers and stuff. And I'm like, this is so unlike her. This has got to be driving her crazy, right? And, and she, you know, she mentioned it like, oh my gosh, my, my desk is crazy. And I knew what she was going to do. I just didn't know when she was going to do it. So I get home from uh, somewhere uh, one day and she goes, guess what? She goes, my desk is clean. And I'm like, yes. And then, so I went into her office and what she did, it was so amazing. What she did was she took... All the things that could be put away somewhere, she went and and put that thing away. Those things away. Books, uh, pieces of paper, whatever, she she put them away. But then I noticed there was nine piles of thing of unique, unique categories of of things like kids, art, or health, um, health bills, or you know, stuff like that. And there's these nine categories on the floor. And they're still there. They're there this morning. And she's going to find a place for them, but she doesn't know where they're going to go yet. She has to kind of look at them and think about it. And she has to come up with a new way of um, storing those things, filing those things, putting those things away. And what it made me think of is my life. And I thought, man, I feel a little bit like my life is like the top of her desk used to be. It's all a big jumble. I, I am feeling the need for some real organization and some real change in the layers of my life and how I do certain things and how 
in balance or out of balance certain things are. And so I said, I said, you know, what I need to do is I kind of need to do what Mary did with her desk with my life. I need to name the categories. I need to get them all out where I can see them. And then I need to say, okay, what needs attention? What has a place? What's out of balance? What's in balance? What needs, what needs some focus? And so I, and you know, nine was just fun. I just made nine categories. I don't even know if I actually have, you know, these nine categories, but just for fun, I made nine categories and I'll name them and I'll, and I'll sort of go through my process with each of them. And because my hope is that then if you're feeling like your life looks like Mary's desk used to look like all a big jumble, you don't, you know, something needs to change, but you don't quite know what. Uh, and you know some things need attention, but you don't really know where to start or what to prioritize. Uh, my hope is this process that I'm uh, going to walk through is going to help you do that for your life. So I name these these nine categories. Now again, uh, there you know in a year I may say oh I, that one didn't even make sense, but I think it's important to start somewhere. So my nine categories that I'll just name and then I'll kind of walk through them are number one inspiration. Because my work is so creative, I need to read, listen, uh, read books, listen to music, and watch movies that are inspiring to me. Uh, so that's that's one category. The second category I noticed is sleep. Now, you may think sleep falls into a broader category of like health. I'm going to say no. I think sleep is such an important foundation that if you're not getting good sleep, if you're not getting the right sleep everything else is going to suffer, everything else. So I think sleep is its own category. Another category is my full-time job as a pastor. That's a big one. It's nuanced. And of course, that has many subcategories. But in general, that's the third category. The fourth category is relationships. Um, and these aren't just like my personal friendships, but like the whole category of relationships. How am I doing with that? Or do I have enough of the kind of relationships that I need? Do I have too much of the kind of relationships that really drain me? Um, so relationships is number four. Number five is sort of my second job slash hobby of writing and podcasting. That takes time. It takes energy. It is not part of my um, nine to five job. It's something that's extra. Uh, so that's a whole category. And then uh, number six is family. So this uh, includes like, you know, being intentional about spending time with my boys, being with Mary um, and all the family things. It's a, big, it's a big category, but it's definitely a category. And then there's body care. What I mean by that is exercise, eating. What are my patterns of, you know, uh, like, if, am I doing too much of this, not enough of that in terms of my body care? Uh, number eight is soul care, right? Now, I don't want to put too fine a nuance on body and soul because I think in many ways they're connected. But what I'm talking about with soul care is like, am I, am I seeing my spiritual director? Am I, um, am I taking time just for my soul to enrich my soul with God, um, with people I love? Um, okay. So that's number eight. Number nine is play. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've talked about this before, but I'm like the worst at this. Um, I think because I'm an Enneagram three, I, I just, my, my bent is just to keep producing and keep creating. And that is really fun for me. So that's what's a little hard to sort of nuance out, but, 
Um, the kind of play I'm talking about is purposeless. It, it can't get a grade. Um, and it's just joy. You sort of lose track of time when you do it and you laugh. And, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, inspiration, sleep, work, relationships, writing, podcasting, family, body care, soul care, and play. So I'm imagining that these things are now in those nine piles on my floor where I can see them. So I want to ask you, like, like, what are your nine things? And maybe you can only come up with six. That's who cares? The number doesn't matter. But what are the categories of your life that you can really sort of like uh, see as they're sitting there on your desk, on the floor? What are they? So I would, I would encourage you either now, just press pause on the, the old podcast or a little bit later on. Um, maybe it's something you do with some friends or your spouse or your partner, your roommate, whatever, um, whatever it takes to, to, to make those categories. And then I think the, the, the question that I'm asking myself is, um, what do I feel like is in balance and what do I feel like is out of balance? That's just the first question, right? So inspiration, I would say in general, um, I don't get enough sleep in general. Lately, I don't get enough work lately. I do too much. <laughs> so nothing is in balance so far. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, for three. It's <laughs> just about being honest, noticing without judging, uh, relationships. Probably I am. Um, now I saw one of my dear friends this week and it was just an hour. Um, but it filled me up so much and I'm an introvert. But the right kind of relationships really fill me up. So I would say in general right now, there's not enough of, of that. But I would say that's probably in balance more than anything else is. Um, we, we have done, I, I can just think back in the last month, I've had, um, we have these friends over on Sunday night. We did this other uh, deal with some friends on another night. It, so that, that one actually is, is like, is, is better than most, but I wouldn't give it like an A plus, um, family. Whew, how do you even gauge that? Right. I feel like that's a little out of balance. Like I'm not, and again, this is not about like, I'm, I'm trying not to give myself grades here, right? Not, this is not about grading. It's just about being honest. Like it are, are things the way you'd like them to be? Are, are, are you feeling resourced? Are, are you feeling like you're giving the right appropriate amount of attention? And I would just say in, in, in my family right now, no, I would say there, there's some things that I need to, or I would like to carve out a little more space for one-on-one -on -one time with my boys and with Mary and to have a little bit more fun with my family. So that's that. Okay. Body care. Oh Lord. Exercise lately has been just a thing of terror. <laughs> like I am the most inconsistent that I've been in my exercise as an adult. Um, so like, you know, for the last 25, 26, 27, 28 years, uh, I've been pretty consistent in running. That's just been something that I've really prioritized. And over the last year, for whatever reason, um, it has really been inconsistent. So I feel very like, oh my gosh. Um, and but what I feel good about is I'm really, 
I, I've done some good work with some with my psychiatrist who prescribes the right medication. I've been real out loud about the fact that I have anxiety, I have depression. Um, I'm even being diagnosed with ADD these days. I think of that. So it's like I've I've done some really good work around body care in terms of um, being on the right medication. So I want to I want to say. I feel good about what I'm doing in that regard lately. Um, um, that's all I'll say with that. Well, I will say too, oh gosh, I've fallen into this habit lately where if if I'm out doing a work thing or really anything until like, you know, maybe till nine at night, I won't just like, you know, man, I got to get to bed, Right. I, I will feel like I need wind down time. So what I do is I'll turn Hulu on. Um, maybe I'll pour a glass of bourbon and I will relax. And folks, that's a good thing. Like I think you do need that. So I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. But what I'm saying is that like then it, I, I won't just watch one show and have like, you know, a half a bourbon. I'll have, I'll watch three shows and have two bourbons, right? And then I'll get hungry. So I'm finding myself eating like, you know, tortillas with cheese and salsa at 11 o'clock at night. And folks, that is not good body care. Like, like you just, that that's just not, those aren't decisions you consistently want to be making <laughs> maybe every once in a while, you know, but like I, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, I was like, that was like the third time I did something like that in one week, right? I'm eating chips at 11 PM. Um, and it's like, oh man, really? Um, how about you watch one show from 9 to 9.30 and then you go to bed, right? Before you get hungry again, right? Um, soul care. Okay. So this is like, I see a spiritual director. So that is really, really good for my soul. Um, and, but I, I, there are, there are some things that I am not doing that I know that I'm, my soul is better when I do do them. And that is things like, um, once a month, actually one of the, so, you know, as a pastor, you're, you're busy doing lots of stuff and, you know, it's not unlike any other job, but because you're dealing with so many people's soul care, um, many churches really encourage their pastors to one day a month, just take, you know, take the whole eight hours in solitude. And that's, that's been an expectation for me at my church. Let me tell you folks, I have not done that for about a year and a half. And you know, you can get all high and mighty about like, well, it's been so busy, but that is dumb. Like Eugene Peterson, uh, the late Eugene Peterson wrote and said all the time that, you know, how, if, if pastors are busy, how in the world are we supposed to, um, ex like model a way of non busy or sort of like, like Sabbath resistance as, um, Walter Brueggemann and others say, like, how are we supposed to, lead out of any place of connection with the divine in our own soul if we're not doing that. So that's a little out of balance. I have to be honest about that. Um, and then play, right? So again, I've been honest about this. Like I, I just, I suck at this. I suck. And I'll say it, I am noticing and judging, <laughs> but it's because people ask me from time to time, like, hey, what do you love to do? What do you, what do you love to, you know, like, what are some of your hobbies? And I'll just say it now, like, I don't have hobbies. I don't know. I just, like, I, I, there's very little that I do that, um, like, so I would define play. I, I can't remember if I, if I said this or not, but sort of like, um, 
engaging in something you cannot get a grade for from anyone, right? There's no approval um, that's associated with it. So like like I could say, well, I actually really like doing my podcast. It's really fun. No, that, that doesn't count. It can be fun, but I know there's a grade that I get with it because... Um, you know, there's certain, like you get stats of, of who listens and you say, and you say, well, maybe don't look at those, but you do. Cause I'm an Enneagram three. <laughs> um, so play is something you can't get a grade for something that you lose track of time and it's sort of purposeless beyond just good for you. And so, um, I will say this last Saturday, my boys and I said, okay, we're just going to pull up funny YouTube clips. And man, we laughed so hard and they loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, And so, you know, like stuff like that. Now that's a pretty lowbrow way to go. You might say, okay, you could probably do a lot, a little better than that for play, but hey, it's a start for a guy like me, right? It's a start. So, um, so again, the first thing is like, okay, what's in balance, what's out of balance, and you kind of noticed as I was rolling through, I'm probably a little hard in myself, but I would say a lot of those things are out of balance. So then, because you can't do everything all at once, especially when you're feeling kind of crazy and kind of nuts, what you need to do then is say, okay, I, I can't work on six things at once, but I can prioritize, right? So what I did is I said, okay, in this season in my life, Honestly, number one is sleep. That's going to be the most important thing right now. Because I know if I'm not getting a good amount of sleep and good sleep, then honestly, everything else is going to be a whole lot harder. You're going to be more irritable. You're going to be less creative. You're going to be less productive. You're going to be less willing to make good choices. And so, Honestly, I had to say, oh, my dear Lord, sleep is number one. Holy mama. Okay, that's nuts. So um, I'm going to be making decisions based these days based on how is it that I can make sure I'm getting the right amount of sleep that I need. Um, We actually just you guys. So I've been married for 23 years to Mary. And we bought a mattress, right? As we got married, we took our wedding money that we got at the wedding and we bought our first mattress, queen mattress. And you guys, we have, we have slept on that thing for our whole marriage, 23, almost years. So because sleep was such an important thing and we were noticing this over the last several months, we did all this research on you know, they have so many great new mattresses now, these foam mattresses. And um, so we did all this research and we actually got a different mattress finally. Um, and it is helping with sleep. Um, and so, um, but I know there's there's other things around coffee consumption, but just making, so anyway, sleep for me is number one. And then the next thing that I noticed was, okay, with, with, with my work as a pastor, I noticed that I was sort of doing what we all do, many of us do anyway, which is because we can check email 24-7 and because the lines between work and non-work in the age of the internet are so blurry that I would just kind of be 
checking in all the time with work, checking email pretty constantly. Um, and um, even the thought of like, well, there should be at least one day a week where you don't do any, you know, checking of work email. Well, I would just break in that all the time. So I've noticed that, that, um, and I'm also in a season right now where I'm needing to work more actually. Right. And so, and that's just real. And there's nothing I can do about that in terms of my actual job. But what I can do and what I need to do is set much firmer and clearer boundaries about when I am working and when I'm not working. So, you know, um, I'm making decisions about uh, when I log on, like when I don't check email anymore after this time of the day. And when I open up email, um, at what time of the day versus you get up and you know, you check email, check Twitter, check Facebook. No, 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 no. So, um, getting clearer boundaries around when I'm working and when I'm not. So that's, I found that like, that's kind of, man, that is number two and it's pretty crazy. It's pretty amazing, but it really is number two. And, um, and then the next two things, um, and I don't know what category or I don't know what order to put these next two things, but inspiration and play are the next two ones for me, you guys. Cause I know some of the bigger ones like relationships and even family, like family should be number one. Yeah. But if you don't put sleep and work, if you don't really get firm on those things, then your, your, your family, um, whatever family stuff that you think you're trying to work on, this is not going to get worked on. So inspiration and play. So uh, yesterday, I, um, afternoon, I knew I had to be up to up in Rogers, Minnesota to pick up my son, Ben, from his theater practice. And I had a couple hours. Uh, and so I drove up to Rogers and I watched A Star is Born the new movie with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh my dear Lord. From so many perspectives, that is such a gorgeous, haunting, raw, beautiful, inspiring movie about relationship, about creativity and the cost of creativity, about being yourself and navigating uh, even some of the fame that these two uh, people eventually find it's about addiction. It's about love and it's about having something to say. And oh my gosh, there's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do any spoilers, but there's a, there's a scene where Bradley Cooper's character is talking to Lady Gaga's character about what it means to really say something real and have something to say. And when you know you're doing it, and when you know you aren't doing it. And as a person who uses his words, pastoring, podcasting, writing, speaking, I was like, oh my. I mean, there's just so much to unpack from that. And so, um, so, and, and I, I just realized like, um, so there's, there's several kinds of things that inspire me. Movies do, the right kind of movies do. But Really lately, music has been inspiring me in a way that um, almost nothing else does. It's like touching 
my heart in a way. Because again, I'm a three on the Enneagram. And that means that I, I have a hard time accessing my my heart, my feelings. Um, it's much easier for me to focus on other people's feelings and needs than my own needs and feelings. But there's something about music, really good, soulish, heartfelt music that is helping me connect with my tears, helping me connect with my heart, with my desires. And so I've been spending time just like, like picking the right kind of music to listen to. Um, that really stirs me that way. So inspiration in terms of music, movies, and books right now. Um, and from time to time relationship, like if I get together with someone who's really consistently doing something in a way that I can learn from, I mean, that's inspiring too, but I mostly mean art, like, right? Art, music, uh, movie, all that, that kind of stuff. And then uh, play, I'm not going to say any more than uh, other than I need to laugh more. I need to be engaged in things more that I don't get a grade, uh, you know, right. Um, that are just purposeless other than, um, that, that kind of euphoric sense of losing track of time that you get, um, when, you know, when you play. So there's some other things there, obviously, um, you know, relationships, writing, podcasting, family, body care, soul care that I'm not completely sure. Uh, in what levels those need to be addressed. But I know, I know these first four that I need to address first sleep, work patterns, inspiration, and play. And I know that if I can start to get those things better in balance, if I can find the right places to put those things and give those things the right amount of attention then I just, I just know that these other categories of, of my life, there'll be some more room then, right, to focus on that. And that's why it's like, like, because really those first four things, sleep, work, inspiration, play, all those, all those four things are really about creating space and energy to actually then focus on some of these bigger picture pieces like relationships, family, body care, soul care. Right. Um, because again, like most of us go right to body care. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm eating too much or I need to lose weight or I'm um, whatever. And so you try to focus on that. But if you don't focus on sleep and soul care and some of this other stuff, then the minute you get a little stressed out and it's time to do some stress eating with, you know, <laughs> a pizza or whatever, you, you, you just don't have the resources to say no to that stress, to that trauma response of stress eating. At least that's my experience. Like um, I can say that I want to eat better or, or exercise more, but if I don't get the right sleep and if I don't get work kind of situated with good boundaries, then any decision I try to make around body care and like exercising or eating right is just going to go, go down the drain the minute I'm even a little irritated or, or anxious. So, um, okay, here is my invitation to you. And in many ways, I see these last three podcasts, uh, episode 170, an alternative to pushing through episode 171. What am I supposed to do with these lemons? And now episode 172 piles, I see them really as a series. And I didn't 
I didn't mean to, to, to create a series, but I kind of ended up doing it. So alternative pushing through, that's when you get clear enough when you get space enough um, to, to, to stop just doing the same thing. And then um, what am I supposed to do with these lemons? It's like when situations can't change in your life, how do you organize your life so that you can um, actually make it through those tough times, giving those, 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 um, that thing, that circumstance that isn't changing, giving that the proper weight so it doesn't take over all the time. And then this one, episode 172, is really just about taking an honest thorough look at the layers of your life, the different categories of your life and saying which feels in balance, which feels out of balance. And then for those that feel out of balance, prioritizing the order in which you're going to start putting those out of balance things back into balance. And the order is important, I think. So I don't know what your categories are. I really don't. But you do. And if you don't, I would say get together with someone who really loves you, who really knows you, so that you can know where to start, right? Um, and then maybe it's five categories, maybe it's nine categories, maybe it's 12 categories. It really doesn't matter. What matters is that you list them out and then you sort of give yourself, and again, these aren't, you're not grading yourself. You don't, don't feel bad about your answers. Um, but what you are going to do is just assess each area in balance or out of balance. And then when you see what's out of balance, then you say, okay, what makes the most sense to put in balance or to try to move toward balance first? Um, and again, I, I, I would just, I would encourage you that things like sleep um, and work for most of us, that's what needs to come first because those are the things we're typically gonna just feel like we have no control over. I just, you know, I get to sleep when I sleep. Nope, like if your work thing is way out of balance, if your sleep is way out of balance, I just don't know how you are gonna do anything else, right? So, okay, friends, um, I wanna give a little teaser. Coming up here uh, over the next month, um, we are heading into Advent. And if you're not a church person, that's totally fine. Uh, Advent is a time of the year where we get in touch with our longings for um, the world to be um, put back together. And from a Christian perspective, it's sort of looking forward to the incarnation when um, the divine becomes human and enters the world in order to show the world how much the divine loves the world, right? So it's this it, Advent is about a four-week um, lead up that um, it's, it's four weeks leading up to that where you sort of take stock and you, and you prepare yourself for the arrival, or Advent means arrival. Um, and Ruth Haley Barton and I uh, are partnering together to do a six part Advent series that's only gonna be available to our Patreon supporters. So either Ruth Haley Barton's Patreon supporters or my Patreon supporters. So um, we're, gonna, we're gonna introduce the first episode to all my listeners and all her listeners, but then we're gonna, um, the, the previous, or the next five episodes will only be Patreon subscribers at any level that will be able to get in touch with them. So that's a little teaser. That's coming. Check that out and um, just listen. I, I In my outro, I tell you how you can get on Patreon. Um, folks, I would love it um, if you could get on Patreon. There's some dreams that I have actually um, for um, um, 
a certain way of doing this podcast that's going to allow it to keep going because it's been three and a half years almost. And there's a way in which, um, honestly, if I don't get some help with both production and show notes and the sort of the administration level of this, it's going to be really hard to keep going in this season. That's just what I'll say cards face up. So if you appreciate this good word, um, man, even $2 a month on Patreon would mean the world to me. And um, right now my Patreon supporters are around 300, which is awesome. I need about another, honestly, about another 500 or so per month to get to the place where um, we can really enhance the experience by helping me focus only on content and relationships in terms of the podcast and getting someone else to focus on all the behind the scenes production. So um, that is my little pitch. And as a way to say thank you, uh, we are immediately going to be um, doing this really cool Advent uh, series, Ruth Haley Barton and I, that's going to be available for Patreon folks only. So my friends, um, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I do love doing this podcast, 172 episodes, unbelievable. Uh, my hope is to keep going, um, but I do need your help. So peace, my friends. Uh, um, oh my gosh, my mind went blank. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy. And we're in it together. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.